bonjour et bienvenue, and welcome to day nine of Roland Garros. Let's get this podcast started. You are listening to the Lucky Let Court Podcast, a Tennis Now production sponsored by Tennis Express. I'm your host, Chris Otto. So happy to be with you from Paris, high above court number one, the bull ring where doubles action is about to take place. We've got Elise Mertens and Arena Sadalenka warming up on this court right now. It's a little bit overcast in Paris, slight breeze blowing. You can see the flags waving in the distance around this court, this beautiful court that will no longer be here next year. Uh, So sad, but yet true. But part of the awesome development that is taking place at Roland Garros, and you've heard a lot about that. New court, Simone Mathieu. So much good stuff going on here in Paris. We're going to get to the order of play shortly. We've got singles action on court right now. Ash Barty and Sonia Kennan in a third set on Chatrier and Madison Keys and Katerina Sinyakova are battling on Suzanne Longland. Also got a special interview coming up today with a man by the name of Olivier Jeanhomme. He is the coach of Diana Yastremska. He also works with Justine Enna, spent some time coaching her in the past and now is working at the Justine Enna Tennis Academy. We got to get his views on the tennis here in Roland Garros and of course his thoughts on the amazing potential of Diana Yastrzemska, who is now world number 32 and has won three WTA titles in the last nine months. Is her breakthrough at a slam coming? They are preparing for the grass season pretty soon, so it'll be exciting to see what she can do this summer on the grass. It'll be exciting to hear that interview. It'll come up shortly, but before we get to the interview, just a quick few notes on the order of play. What else are we going to see today? Well, Novak Djokovic and Jan Leonard Struffer up next on Chatrier. They'll be followed by Dominic Team and Gael Monfils. Team and Djokovic, of course, headed for a potential semifinal here in Paris. The final match on Chatrier will be between Simona Halep and Iga Swiatek of Poland. The 18-year-old from Poland is one of three teenagers on the WTA side in the round of 16. Let's see if she can make some noise and possibly push the defending champ. Over on court, Suzanne Longland, after Keyes and Sinyakova are done, we get the completion of Nishikori and Pear, who are through three sets, with Nishikori leading 2-1. Then we get Fabio Fanini and Alexander Zverev, followed by Karen Hachinov and Juan Martin Del Potro. And the last match on Longland will be another teenager, 17-year-old Amanda Anisimova against Aliona Bolsova, who is a qualifier from Spain. And, of course, Anisimova's story has been incredible. She's 17. She's made the second week of the last two majors, so incredible potential there. This doubles action going to get underway shortly here at Roland Garros, so excited for that and excited to bring you this interview with Olivier Jeanhomme, the coach of Diana Stremska. Let's get into that right now. Super cool. The Lucky Let Court podcast is very proud to have Olivier Jeanhomme, who is the coach of Diana Yostremska. He also works at the Justine Anna Tennis Academy, and he's here at Paris with us, and we're having a little time to chat. So, hello, Olivier. Nice to meet you. Hello, Chris. Uh, nice to meet you, too. Um, why don't we start a little bit, and you can tell our listeners about your background, how you got into tennis, and how things led to you coming to Justine's Academy. Okay, so I started uh, tennis... Uh uh, like a junior because my parents and more my father had a tennis club uh, and uh, progressively I decide to become a tennis coach so I go to university so I make a 
all all that um, in Belgium, and then uh, I begin to start for the federation, the Belgian federation, and then uh, that's the place I meet Justine now during her her career. So I had the chance to stay during two years with her on the tour, and then uh, she created her uh, own academy, and she proposed me to to go with her on that and with her famous coach Carlos Rodriguez, with who I learn a lot of things. So now it's uh, 15 years now I am uh, in the academy with Justine and uh, I had the chance to, to work with uh, different uh, players there, most of them uh, in the women's tennis. So I started uh, with um, Irina Kromasheva, uh, she was uh, World uh, Junior Champion and finalist in um, Wimbledon after I work with uh, Sonia Zouk who won um, Wimbledon Junior. Uh, and then now I have the chance to work with uh, Diana Jastrzemska. Yeah, you have a, you're, you're, uh, the, the players you coach have a lot of success at Wimbledon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe it's come from the fact that uh, I'm looking a lot about the technical st uh, staff and uh, um, Wimbledon is a little bit, you need a little bit more that uh, in, in, to, to, win, to make something there. So maybe it's come from that, uh, I don't know. We'll talk about Diana in a second because uh, she is one heck of an interesting player who I think has so much potential. But but I want to circle back because you just told me you were on tour with Justine for a couple of years and and forgive me, but I didn't know about this. So this is how it all started. And what were those? When when were those two years? And what were they like? So at, at that moment, uh, it was not so much a technology about scouting and statistic. So uh, I started to work with the coach of Justine about that. So I was uh, like a scout going to the, the match to see the future opponent of uh, Justine, uh, work on the statistic and try to give a maximum of uh, information to Carlos to prepare the match with, with Justine. So I was not full time with them on the tour, but I go a few tournaments to take a maximum of information and give all this information to the coach. That was my, my job at that moment. That must have been incredible. I mean, we're talking about one of the all-time greats and a, and a Roland Garros legend in Justine. So what is it like now working with and how are things at the academy? I know you have some great young players there. So do you feel like things are still growing or are you just at a, at a level that you're comfortable with and players come and go and whatnot? So the, the, the vision of our academy is more um, to stay like a small family. We don't want to, to become a huge thing. So the, 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 the size that we are now is, is the, the size that we want. But we want to continue to improve in terms of, of quality of, of what we make. So we are looking about new technology, new staff, uh, and uh, to improve our staff of coach and everything like that. But the size, uh, it's, it's what we want. So, uh, and also about the school, because the school is very important for us. Uh, tennis is not all the only thing. And um, so we have different kind of, of, of project. It's high level project, but we have also some, some players who, who wants to go to US for the university because it's coming, become really popular in Belgium now and uh, so it's it's two big uh, project that we try to to develop it's a very big picture now let's talk a little bit about Diana she's up in I just off a of, fresh off a title had a tough match here at Roland Garros but boy three titles in the last nine months and what an explosive dynamic player tell me a little bit about your how things got started with her yeah, so I started on in September uh, with her, but uh, she was working with uh, Justine since uh, February of the of the last year. 
we try to work on different things uh, physically, uh, technically, but also uh, in terms of organization and uh, um, create a vision for her development. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it was very, to be honest with you, it was uh, very fast and unexpected to go so fast. Uh, uh, but for me, it's and for Justine, is a girl with so much potential because the, she she hits so so clean and so so strong in the ball. But she's also able to to create many things. She she just have to learn how to control of this because her power is so big that sometimes she's losing the control. But it's for me just a question of confidence and uh, a time because uh, it's not so much time that she can uh, play full time on the tour. Last year she was a part in the WTA tour and a part of the time on the ITF Pro Tour. So it's something new for her to be all the time with the best player in the world. And you have to take experience from that. I think it's it's the one of the, the goal this year. For instance, uh losing in the first round coming off a title and then coming here and having a disappointing performance maybe a little bit of fatigue that came from the week before is there some a lesson that can be learned there yeah to to be uh, honest with you we didn't uh, put uh, strasbourg in the calendar basically uh, <laughs> and uh, we want to have more match because uh, uh, she played Good, very good, but uh, she uh, won. She lost the uh, first round, two or three tournaments in a row. Uh, we cannot complain because she is losing against Pliskova with uh, four match points in first round. After she she beat, she lost against again Muguruza in Rome, but a good match. So it's part of the experience that she have to to take and learn. And then we go decide to go to Strasbourg because we want to have more match, but. I didn't know that she gonna win the, 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 the tournament. She played a very, very good match in semi-final against uh, Zabalenka, and after a big battle in final against uh, Garcia. So, yeah, too big. And then we arrive here. Just one day to rest. The draw was not too easy, but that's life, that's sport. And uh, okay, again play um, Suarez Navarro, for who I have a lot of respect because. She has an amazing experience and on clay she's very, very strong because she can make so much different things. And Diana make a, a very, very good first set. Uh, following the plan, uh, she was very aggressive. She find angle to, 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 to make move uh, Suarez Navarro. But uh, progressively, uh, from the beginning of the, the, the second set, it become more physical, physically difficult for her. And uh, I think um, Navajo understand that and feel that, and then she tried to make the match more hard and hard and hard. And then, uh, yeah, at the end it was very difficult for, for, for Diana. But anyway, a, a very good experience. Yes. Again, a good match. We can, I cannot say that she, she played bad, she just that, yeah, it's a it's tough match. There's always a winner and always a loser. Well, we learned that she can play on clay. She just bagged the title in Strasbourg. We know she can play on hard, and we also know she can play on the grass. She's a runner-up at Wimbledon Juniors. I think it was 2016 I remember watching that match, and that was a great final. But um, what are you looking forward to? You said you're heading to grass next week. Do you think she's ready to go, or, and what are some of the things you're working on with Diana in terms of grass play? Uh, so yeah, we're trying to work on the adaptation that you need to to to, to make for the grass 
so uh, try to play a little bit to the to the net uh, all the kind of approach for backhand and forehand slice and stuff like that but i think she's ready because on clay you have to uh, build more the point and uh, she, she really tried to make that during the, the this period on the clay so i think she's ready to go to to to, to grass and she have confidence because uh, even she lost her first round she's she, I think she feel that she improved a lot in the last months. So I, I you never know what can happen, but uh, I'm pretty uh, positive for the grass season. Yeah. And of course, here at Roland Garros, we can see that there are three teenagers in the round of 16. It's the first time since 2008 at Roland Garros and 2009 at a slam. So there are opportunities for young players. Of course, Iga Swiatek of Poland mm -hmm. was Wimbledon girls singles champion just last year, and she's making strides. So you must think, you must feel that uh, Diana is ready to compete at these tournaments. It's just a matter of time, and you know, getting the right draw and being in the proper shape. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's a great moment for tennis because I think it four or five very good girls who coming, very young teenager, and. Uh, yeah, the career of the the, 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 the the player is longer, so you have some player who continue to play uh, uh, longer, and you have some young player who arrive, so it's a good rivality, I think, a positive rivality. And um, yeah, I, I really think that Diana can make something. It's just, yeah, like you say, uh, a little bit luck for the draw, and uh, the right moment uh, to have the confidence and uh, because it's a big battle, the level is, is good and uh, you have to be ready just at the good moment. But I think, I, I feel that it, progressively it's coming and she will have a chance, I think. Yeah, never, and nevertheless, I mean, she's made so much progress in the last year and won a lot of big matches. She was very impressive at the Australian Open. So I'm curious, what do you think it'll... What do you think is the difference between her maybe when you first started working with her and now? So I think uh, it's a, a, a mental aspect. It's uh, that uh, she believes that uh, she can make it and because she won one or, or two good match against good player and then she begin to, to believe on herself and on her capacity because uh, since the beginning, I was on, honest with her. I really think that she has a, a lot of potential and she can play amazing I don't I really don't know what is the limit for her uh, but you can say if you need to have one or two results to show to the player that uh, they can make it so it was the first point and the second point she she after that begin to understand how to uh, uh, move a little bit more inside of the court and how to make it and uh, her, her way to move change a lot and then the, the, the perception also of the court change uh, and automatically her level grow from two or three level and uh, that's why now I, sh I think she's, she's, she, she can play at that level. And so what are your goals for the rest of the season and, and, um, and then I guess you plan on having an off season with her back, at, back in Belgium once again, that'll be the second time you've done that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, we try to, to get in the top 30 uh, from the end of the year. That seems easy. Yeah, which I, after maybe I will see you in one month and I will tell you another. But right now is this one. Um, but the main goal is to try to uh, continue to improve, take experience, because I think next year can be a great year for her. 
because after one year full-time only playing WTA tournament, see that uh, she can compete with the best player, she will have more confidence in that. Uh, and uh, I think she can expect a good end of the year and, and more for the next year. Fantastic, Olivia. Hey, I wanted to ask you, I saw Justine the other day on court, Suzanne Longland. Is, is she out here as well? Yes, she's working for the, the French t television. Uh, it's, it's been four or five years that she made that. She just didn't make it for one year. Um, but uh, she's, she's more and more involved in the, in the tennis and at the academy now she spends uh, each day there. Yeah, so um, I think, yes, yes, yes. It's create a great atmosphere at the academy and as it's a small family, it's even better. Uh, so yeah, she's, she's more and more, she's coming back to the, the, the tennis world after a break with her family because she had uh, two kids. So now, yeah, she's, she's, really, she's really there. And for you, a few more days in Paris and then off to the grass. Yes, so I'm going on Tuesday for Nottingham and after Birmingham and after Wimbledon. Fantastic. Olivia, thanks for your time. I look forward to seeing you in England later this summer. Thank you very much and I hope to see you, yes. This edition of the Lucky Let Cord podcast is a wrap. I want to say special thanks to Olivier Jeanhomme for joining the podcast. Appreciate his time and look forward to speaking with him again in the future. Also look forward Very to much. seeing what Diana can thanks. do on thanks. tour this summer. I want to remind you guys you can find us on iTunes. Just open your Apple podcast app and type in Lucky Let Cord podcast. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tennis now on Twitter at tennis underscore now you can hit us up on spotify if you want to listen to the podcast there or at our podcast homepage at podomatic.com looking forward to coming to you guys again soon but for now we're saying au revoir